Thou art said in thy heart. So we have to take note of that. Thoughts, ideas, suggestions. That is the same thing the devil uses against human beings. Thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. He does not have to implement it yet. And even in this generation we are in, in this country, there's what they call attempted. If you go to the bank and you try to say, well, everybody give me your money. And they all get scared, I'm just kidding. That's an attempted. And they can arrest you for that. It's called attempted murder. Attempted robbery. So when the devil just thought it in his heart, God is watching. And that's why the Bible says God watches the hearts, searches the hearts and the reins. Because when you look at that, thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the side of the north. I will ascend above the eyes of the clouds. I will be like the most high. These are all the ideas generating his heart. God has seen it. And in fact, God can put the ideas in you to see how you respond to it. You love it. Oh, now you are guilty. That is why I say <laughs> attempted murder is a, is, is a crime also in America and in many parts of the world. So that is what we're saying. Pride of life is one of the things that makes the devil fall. And the Bible says in verse 15, Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the size of the pit. That was the judgment for the devil. We as believers must overcome this loss of the eyes, loss of the flesh, and the pride of life. We pointed to an example of the loss of the eyes. Well, the loss of the flesh is everybody know about the loss of the flesh. Oh yeah, sexual sins is always the result of loss of the flesh. Also, but there could be other things that is more than loss of the more than the sexual sin. What about food appetite? Loss of the flesh. I give an example. When you want to fast, you started the fasting, the devil will try to amplify that desire to eat. But if you have, been, if you have not tried it, before, you try it. The first three days of people that went to fast long fast, the first three days is when you have a serious challenge. If you break through those first three days, well, I have tried that. If you can break through the first three days, you, are on, you can finish the, 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 your determination. But the devil may not give in. At, may not give up at that. If you keep on fasting and keep on fasting, you plan to fast twenty something days, and you try and you start it. The first, the second, the third day, there will be a serious temptation to stop. Loss of the flesh. So, if you have problem with fasting and not be able to control those things, it's going to show when you get to what the logic is talking about. When it talks about the churches, the 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 the, the, the command it gives to the churches. I'm going to go to that in a moment. The, all the things he's told the churches, you will see that everything to the church of Ephesus, to the church of Spina, to the church of Pagamons, let me go quickly to those Bible verses and you will see that these individual things, loss of the eyes of the individual, loss of the flesh of the individual, or pride of love of the individual, it feeds into the corporate body. It will feed into the corporate body. Let's take example of Revelation chapter 2, verse 7. Revelation chapter 2, verse 7. Here the Lord was talking to the church of Ephesus. And he said in verse 7 there, He that has and hear, let him hear what the Spirit said unto the churches. To him 
that overcome it. Remember, we are to overcome. That's what the Lord is, that's the command to everybody that overcome it shall inherit all these things. So we must overcome everything we are pointing out. The first one is lost of the eyes in yourself, lost of the flesh in yourself, pride of life in yourself. And the Bible is saying to the church, the body of Christ, when you look at this, it says, to him that overcomes, so it brings it to individual. But when he was addressing the church, he said, unto the angel of the church. So you can see where he is talking to the leadership. The leadership. Because the body of Christ, the angel of the church will be like the minister that was sent to them. But now when he's saying, if the ministry, if you think where our local church, because you can compare local church with another local church, or the body of Christ with another religion, but you say it is still individual. You have to remember. So when he's giving the promise, he's giving the promise to either to overcome an individual person we have to overcome, for the whole body of Christ to overcome all these things that is listening. So when you look at this, every one of these instructions to the churches, it is not only to the body of Christ, it is to you as an individual. And take, for example, the persecution that will come, Smyrna, Church of Smyrna, chapter 2, verse 11. In that, to the Church of Smyrna, he was giving the promise, he said, He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit said unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. Because he already told them that there will be serious persecution in verse 9 and verse 10. So fear none of, some, none of those things, verse 10, which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall put some of you into prison, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. Now, he's telling them there's, there will be persecution. In their generation, that's Church of Smyrna, there was serious persecution. But let me bring it to our level. As we progress in this race, as the end of the world come upon us, there is coming serious persecution. If you don't know it, it is written in the book of Hebrews chapter 13 that there will be a mark of the beast. That is the time that the Bible said, no man will be able to buy or sell unless they take this mark of the beast. Look at this in the book of Revelation chapter 13. But that persecution, he told them in the church of Smyrna that there will be a persecution for them and what was his promise? He that overcome it, overcoming that persecution will not be hurt of the second day. Well, for our own generation, this is why I'm just pointing this one out again, because there is coming a serious persecution for the believers. I say believers. The Bible said in Revelation chapter 13 from verse 16 talking of this false presence and antichrist that is coming at the end of the world which we are seeing this thing being, being the stage is set for, for, the, for, the, for the world. He said he caused all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and born to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads and that no man might buy or sell Save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now, that we believe is what is being, the stage is being set right now for that. People are thinking, oh, well, could that be this thing? They say you have to get this uh, mandatory thing, mandatory fascination. That is not the mark that is to be upon the hand, upon the forehead. But the direction they are going in this world right now, 
I'm just telling you this the way we have been seeing it going on in the world. Many people, when this pandemic started 2020, last year, some, some of these people were saying, this is how we're going to know those who have not received the vaccine. They wanted to start bringing in the chip under the skin. We are, they are going to be the medical record. Well, that has been, the technology has been in the development over the years. Now they are trying to do it. Let's use this technology. Some people say Bill Gates was proposing it. Now, the reason why they have not introduced that is because that has not been implemented yet. But you see, the technology is there. But this thing took them by surprise. And because they have not set this one up, they have to just get the vaccine out, get the vaccine out to save people. But now I say, well, how are you going to know who has been vaccinated? Because that is where we are right now. We are now in the phase two, maybe phase three, maybe phase four. Where are we going to know who has been vaccinated? Where they are giving some certificates that you have been vaccinated? Well, that is progression, progression to the next phase, to the next phase. They will say, well, no people in Africa, we had stories. People can fake it. You go there and they just give you paper. You are vaccinated when you have not. And that's become like fraud. They say, well, we can't trust those paper anymore. We're going to now use sheep under the skin, where your medical record is already in that sheep under the skin, RFID sheep. That is the direction they are going. So they are mandating this. Now, they are, when they get to that phase and they mandated that you have to get this sheep under the skin, it will not just be for the vaccination, because right now the vaccination is like you can, if you are not vaccinated, you can even not to travel, you can't get into the airplane. It's a progression. They are saying, this is saying they won't be able to buy or sell unless they have this mark under their hand or in their forehead. If they can't buy or sell, it's like they can't get a job. Now, if people come fast, if your belly is your God, like Apostle Paul said in a place, that their belly is their God. It's going to come to that. If your belly is your God, you can't, you can't stand not being able to buy or sell. Also. And this is coming. This is not something we can pray against. The Bible said this is what is going to happen at the end of the world. So the believers can pray against this not to happen. And it's beginning to show up in our generation because we have been waiting for this. A lot of people have been thinking we will have gone away in the rapture before any of these things take place. And we still believe before they mandated the ship under the skin, right now they are still mandating the, the certificate or vaccination, and very soon they will, be, they, will fa they will face off, maybe they will face off all the currencies, no more money, other than your money in the bank and you have a ship to, that will be scanned to get your money out of the bank. That is the direction Cashless society have been proposed over these years. That is the direction it's going. Because this ship, by the way, I have worked on this RFIC ship, not the one they are putting under the skin, the one that's filled up on our credit card. I've worked on it in my computer lab. See, that ship under the skin can take all your bad records, all your records, all your information. That's what it is. But that is where they also go to put the certificate in so that you don't need any paper to show that you have been vaccinated or this or that and perhaps that's where your bank account will be. And that is the way they are going to the world. That's why he said they won't be able to buy us unless they have the ship. Somebody was proposing it in, in Europe many years ago. I presented it in, uh, in one of those, uh, one of those uh, video things we are doing many years, many times ago. 
this quarterly thing we were doing before. And this man presented in a, in a conference, engineering conference, said this ship in the next few years will be non-optional. That's what the word the man used in Europe. He said this ship that they were proposing, that was when they are developing it, they are developing it, and he said it's going to become non-optional. That means it's not like uh, where I can decide not to take it. When there is no more currencies, when that will be the only way you can get money out of the bank, or the only way you can be employed. This thing is coming, folks. But then that's going to become persecution. When you say persecution, only believers who believe this Bible, who believe this book of Revelation chapter 13, will not want to take it. That is the issue. That is why it is, the, it is a persecution. It's coming to this, to this Western world, because now we think of, we have been seeing persecution in the Middle East by the extreme jihadists or the extremists or other religions. But this is not going to be religions, religious people. It's going to be economy. And that's what the Bible says, is economy. It is monetary matters. When you say they cannot buy or sell, except they take this mark, and then that will be the form of persecution. That's why I'm pointing out that this persecution will come, and if you have not been able to control, have this self-control where you say you, can, you have crucified the flesh, if you are still having a problem with this lust of the flesh, you can't do without going to job, you can't do without food. People will buy, they just can't stand this, they will go for it. They will go for it. That is why the Bible is giving us one to know that this thing is coming. But God promised many things for the believers. Look at Revelation chapter 2, chapter 3 again, where he was promising the church of Philadelphia. Revelation chapter 3. To the church of Philadelphia, let's look at verse 12. And him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God. Now, let's see where he said he will keep them from the hour of temptation in verse 10. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Now, this mark of the beast, the monetary system that they're going to change, that's why he meant they won't be able to buy or sell unless they take this ship under their skin, the mark of the, skin, or mark of the beast. That is an hour of temptation. An hour of temptation for the whole world. And like I say, only believers that believe the Bible will say that is not to be taken. You say, why do you say they shouldn't take it? Look at Revelation chapter 14. This is where it, the angel was saying in chapter 14. Why do we say we, nobody should take that ship on that skin or mark of the beast? This is what the Bible said. Chapter 14, from verse 18. No, from verse 8, it said, and there followed another angel. Babylon from chapter verse 9. And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, that's verse 9, If any man worship the beast and his image and receive the mark, 
receive his mark on his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation, and he shall be tormented with the fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb, and the smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever. So that is the verdict. God said, anyone that take the mark of the beast, which he says is coming upon the whole world, that fellow will receive the wrath of God. Not so. so who are going to believe that? Only the believers in the Bible. That's why I said this is designed for the believers. This is designed. Remember the days of Daniel in the Bible? When they said, unless nobody should pray to any God for 30 days, just 30 days, except to the king. And the Bible said that was specifically designed for Daniel. That persecution was specifically designed to catch Daniel. I'm saying this mark of the beast was specifically designed against the believers in the Bible because now you have to decide, do you believe what this book of Revelation chapter 14 is saying? That this, anyone that takes this mark of the beast is going to go into the hell and lake of fire because that's what the Bible is saying there. If you say, I believe the Bible and you believe this, and then that time comes and you are around and they said you have to take this or you can't get a job. Right now they are still saying anyone that is not vaccinated in some hospital, you can work. But vaccination is still not the thing. It's not vaccination. It is what is going to follow the vaccination, the mark of the beast. is the real thing. When they say you have to get this chip, and you say, why will God be concerned with technology? Because God sees what you cannot see. God is seen in the spirit and you are seeing the physical. The Bible said, a beast coming from the bottomless pit that is going to take hold of this world leader called the Antichrist. And that beast was saying he was and is not. And he's going to perdition. Because that evil spirit has been locked up in the bottomless pit and is going to be released temporarily called the beast as the spirit. And it's going to come upon the world and take over whoever is the leader of the world and enforce this just like he did in the days of Babylon. It was a spirit. God is looking at the spiritual world, not just the physical world. He said, well, it's just technology. It makes it so, so convenient. Oh, why? Well, you don't need a credit, a credit card. Just it's right there on your ship, on your hand, or your forehead. See, but God is not looking at what is going on in the physical. He's looking at who is behind it all. What spirit is behind it? In the days of Nebuchadnezzar, the same spirit. That's why the Bible called him Babylon the Great. I call it mystery. It's a spirit that was with that Nebuchadnezzar then. And the Bible said, he said, everyone must bow to his image or be killed or be thrown into the fiery, fiery furnace. It's a spirit that was behind it, not just the man Nebuchadnezzar. It's a spirit. Well, that spirit was the one that was saying it's a mystery, Babylon the Great. So the devil was, that spirit was locked down in the bottomless pit. But when you look at the book of Daniel, he said, he's one of the seven. And he came back and be the eighth. It's a spirit. That's why I say he was and he was not. Now he's coming again and he's going to perish. Because when you look at the book of Revelation, he said, that beast and the false prophet were cast alive. The lake of fire. So God is dealing with spirits 
and not just the human beings that are implementing what the spirits are telling them to do. But what we are pointing out is this. In the book of Rich chapter 14, anyone that received that mark is going to the lake of fire or with the devil also. And chapter 3, God said, I will protect some in the hour of temptation. God will protect some. And then we believe the rapture will take place about that time when they are about to make it almost unbearable for the righteous to live. But if you cannot even, if you are still having struggle with the loss of the flesh, and your belly is your, almost your God, you may have a problem, because that may not even last three years before the Lord comes and takes some people away. But those few years, when they cannot buy or sell, will you, be, will you be able to stand those few years? Or you are going to just succumb to food and go get the mark, just so that you can go to the grocery and buy your stuff. That is one of the reasons why we are pointing this one out. The Lord is telling us, preach it. We are at the borders of these things. We are at the borders of these things. I say loss of the flesh is an example of that. If we overcome this loss of the flesh, then fasting won't be a problem. Because if there is no food, can I, can I bear some loss of food? Right? Then you talk about the life also. Desire for vain glory. That is another thing that we need to overcome. The pride of life. Take for example, give me Galatians chapter 5, verse 26. The devil uses the pride of life like we see the, the testimony, the temptation of our Lord Jesus Christ. He uses lust of the eyes plus lust of the flesh or lust of the flesh plus pride of life. They are all things that we believers must overcome one by one. And I'm just going to point to some of these things that we can say this is our challenge. For the pride of life, let's look at Galatians chapter 5, verse 6, 26. Here is Apostle Paul telling us, let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. Desirous of vain glory is what the devil uses many times to try to trap people in, the, in what you call pride of life. Desire of vain glory. And you can, there are so many testimonies of people that wanting to please people is pride of life. Wanting to be recognized is pride of life. Wanting to please people. Praise the Lord. We will continue this message in the next broadcast. Don't miss the next broadcast. God bless you.